G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's talk about baby boomers with a couple of guests who are preparing to come to Australia to talk about the possibilities for this amazing generation that has some very unique and outstanding characteristics. Richard and Leona Bergstrom call themselves leading edge boomers. They love rock and roll. They love their grandchildren, travel, their iPads and Kindle fires. They have a desire to make the most of what they call the bonus years that God is giving us, utilizing our life experiences, values, passions and priorities. Richard and Leona have spent 40 years in Christian ministry in the pastorate and as consultants, writers and speakers. Uh, They've done all sorts of research into midlife issues and ageing issues. And they love to focus on the influence of baby boomers on their generation. Welcome along to Richard and Leona. Thank you so much. Uh, Richard and Leona, wonderful to have you on 2020 today. And you're coming to Australia. You're going to be a part of a series of what are called one-day conventions, Q4 conventions. And they're going to be in Sydney, in Brisbane, Melbourne and Adelaide. And there's also a lunch function in Launceston. Uh, Richard, if I come to you first, what sort of things do you think you'll be sharing with Australian audiences? Well, you mentioned the baby boom generation, and we're very much a part of that. Uh, and our our calling and our passion is to challenge our peers our, in our own demographic to think about their lives and not just uh, default into the cultural paradigm or message of how you spend the rest of your life, but to very be very intentional about how we steward our lives and how we can continue to give back. So that's the essence of our message to our generation. You'll both be speaking at these conventions. Leona, when you are engaging with baby boomers, you want to see people actually have an intentional focus, uh, aiming your life in a certain way so that you can be effective for this generation. I do, and that is our passion, that people really understand that they have been uniquely designed. Um, Personality, strengths, passions, values, those things that come into, that make us who we are. And you add our life experiences to that and our faith to that. And we are um, just, we think, uniquely designed to make a difference in the kingdom. When we come to talk to baby boomers, we're talking to our peers. We are, we are them. (laughs) And, And we just want to really be able to say, hey, come along, listen to what God's calling you to do at this very specific time of life, and let's make a difference in other people's lives for the kingdom of Christ. Richard, let me ask you about baby boomers because there's different characteristics. There, there's some unique things about baby boomers that set them apart from the next generation, the Generation Xers. How do you describe baby boomers, and is it all just connected to the date that you were born? Well, 
it, it is defined, at least in the United States, by a certain demographic between 1946 and 1964. And this is the post-World War II generation when the builder generation came home from the war and, uh, and, and just really got into their lives and building homes and families. And I am one of five in my family of a, a baby boom generation. Um, and there's quite a spread of 15 years, even in my own family. So, so we are very different, uh, not only in age, from the oldest boomers to the youngest ones, but also in our interests, in our economics, and in the things that we look forward to at this stage of life. Some are very well prepared to retire and enjoy that retirement. Others may need to continue working. Um, and so they're, they're very much a varied group of people but the one commonality they have in our country is the culture that they grew up in and so they're somewhat defined by that culture that they were a part of we've had some interaction in australia but we're excited to learn more about uh the baby boomers in australia as we present i suspect there's going to be many similarities although there may be some unique things about australian baby boomers that are different from u.s baby boomers but a lot of the things that you'll be sharing no doubt will have in common because the idea of retirement and when we talk about baby boomers as you mentioned uh, up to 1964 so anyone in their early 50s uh, and up into retirement years uh, this is the generation that you'll be wanting to talk to what sort of things about that generation mark the generation in a unique way i suspect it's often guided by the marketing that says that uh, at retirement years you give up everything else and you live a life of leisure yeah that's interesting that you should point that out because uh, we wrote the book in the area of sun city arizona where there is a lot of emphasis upon leisure upon golf upon uh, just enjoying the fruit of your labor but there's also a need and a desire for people to have meaningful involvements and activities in their lives and what a lot of uh, people who do retire find that after uh, maybe a year or so of three to five or seven days a week of golf that uh, they want to do something meaningful and give back and so we want to help them explore what those possibilities are and not just uh, not just accept the fact that they're done completely with life and it's all about play. Play is good, leisure is wonderful, but it's not the ultimate purpose of their life at this point. Another characteristic of boomers, at least in our country, is that we don't want to be told that we are one certain group or we are all alike or that we have to go shuffling off into one demographic even, even if it's true. And so while we do want to address baby boomers as a generation, we also know it's important to address us as individuals because we don't want to go marching off into the retirement room necessarily or to whatever anybody predetermines for us. A little bit of a little rebellious spirit sometimes in our generation to um, define who we're going to be and what we want to do. Uh, Leona, when it comes to uh, mm -hmm. baby boomers, uh, whether you are Christian and part of a local church and have a desire for the kingdom of God, or whether you're outside of the church, you are somehow or other shaped in the same way, aren't you, to pursue these sort of retirement years in leisure and and actually not serving God. But you want to bring a new dimension to the way you think about retirement years and say to people who are baby boomers, this is a time when you can serve God effectively. Yes, and interestingly enough, 
many of the movements in our country that are producing the most volunteers and the most people that are socially engaged and meeting the needs of people are not necessarily from the church. We're not doing a great job necessarily of equipping our boomers to go out and really serve um, the kingdom. So we have a lot to learn from a lot of these wonderful um, organizations that are capturing the talent and the spirit and the interest and the passion of this generation. We have a higher purpose, we think, and so all the more important for Christians to catch this vision and catch this um, calling. Yeah. We're talking with Richard and Leona Bergstrom. They'll be in Australia for a series of Q4 conventions in February and March. They'll be in Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, Adelaide, and there's a lunch function on that's in Launceston. There are some dates and details that you can get a hold of at the website cma.net.au and forward slash Q4. That uh, will take you to the details for their arrival. They're also going to be talking about a book they've released called Third Calling, What Are You Doing for the Rest of Your Life? Our special guests, Richard and Leona Bergstrom, we're back with more in just a short while. We're taking some time to talk about baby boomers. Richard and Leona Bergstrom are on their way to Australia for a series of one-day conventions called Q4 Conventions. Uh, Richard is president of what is known as Church Health, a faith-based organisation dedicated to pastoral renewal, church revitalisation and community transformation. And Leona is director of Reignite, and Lifetime Ministry Divisions of Church Health. And she's also co-author of a book called Amazing Grays, Unleashing the Power of Age in Your Congregation, and also co-producer of the film called Musical Chairs. Uh, They've just released a book too called Third Calling, What Are You Doing for the Rest of Your Life? So there'll be Australian baby boomers who will be wanting to be a part of these Q4 conventions. Richard, if I come to a very important issue, and that is the attitude of local churches to baby boomers in the congregation, what are your thoughts? Well, the baby boomers were at the forefront of of the church for years, and many of the megachurches in our country are, are led by baby boomers, now aging baby boomers, many of whom uh, will be facing their own retirement soon or their transition into what's next. And, and so it's an interesting time in the passing of the baton, if you will, to the next generation of leaders. And so in the pew or amongst the members, they're also watching this shift to a younger emphasis. And they may be caught up in that or they may be disenfranchised by that if it doesn't seem to include them. And so there's, there's quite a wide spectrum of responses going on in our churches as the culture shifts, as the worship changes, as the leadership changes to the next generation. And so they're also in the process of figuring out uh, how they fit into that, or if they do, and if they're going to be able to continue to uh, contribute with their time and their talents and their treasure. And Leona, if you're in a local church, and supposing the leader of your local church, whether it be a pastor or a priest doesn't see the value in baby boomers perhaps they're leaving a resource somehow or other to to remain untapped but it truly is a huge resource isn't it the baby boomers in church 
It is a huge resource because people have a life of experience and they have education and they have um, even oftentimes a very deep spiritual walk. The church dare not just let go or sideline or marginalize. At the same time, um, it seems like they sometimes leaders feel threatened by this group because we tend to be a tad bossy or take over leadership or don't give up the reins easily. And so it sounds simple, but it really is a matter of of a lot of prayer and talking together and coming together as generations and understanding that the church is for all generations, intergenerational, not to uh, ignore any one of them. When the boomers were young, we created, because such a big demographic, we created youth ministries and we created these wonderful ways of reaching out to this demographic. And it's important to not ignore it at this point. There are many boomers that don't know the Lord or don't know, are not walking with them. So it's important that the church stay sharp um, on all generations, including the boomers. Richard, if you are a baby boomer in church right now, you're contemplating retirement years, you're thinking about leisure time activities and travel and those sorts of things, how do you go about getting a better or a more defined focus? Where do you start to say, I need to make a change because somehow or other uh, the focus on leisure time may not be a biblical focus? Uh, How do you make that change? Well, I think there's certainly value in, as one maybe completes their career, a long life of work, that there's an opportunity for rest, relaxation, even leisure, and uh, to enjoy that that, uh, more relaxed pace of life, um, but also to think intentionally about how you're going to spend these years, invest these years, and to steward the years of your life that are before you. Unless a person uh, experiences a a disease or a disaster of some kind, tragedy may befall them. But aside from that, they they may have many more years ahead of them to live and to serve uh, the Lord and and others. And so we encourage them to uh, think deeply about what this stage of life is all about. And uh, we do that actually through our speaking, our retreats, and our writings to challenge them to be intentional about the pursuit of their life mission from this point forward. Many, many of these folks may, may have uh, 10, 20, or even 30 years in this stage of life when they're no longer working at their career. So it's uh, good to draw away and, and think intentionally about how you're going to spend those years. Leanna, Richard mentions an important word, I think, and that is the word serve. Oftentimes, baby boomers who've perhaps been successful in their careers and had a role in their local church, whereas they've probably been in a position where oftentimes others have served them and helped to nurture and build their faith. Is it a transition process that you go through when you hit those retirement years that you have to sort of sometimes learn to serve others rather than be served yourself? That's a good point. And it's really a part of our adult development is to learn to give back, to learn to give to the next generations, to impart a legacy of not just an inheritance of money, but an inheritance of faith. And so the whole idea of serving is a critical part to what we talk about in Third Calling and Reignite. But it comes out of 
kind of going back in your life and seeing what gave satisfaction and joy when you actually reached out to another person or another group or whatever. Identifying what your passion is, what it is that you really care about, and whether it's children or whether it's the poor, to get a hold of some of those segments of your life and your thoughts and bring it together at this stage of life like none other and think of how now do I go forward to serve because the real meaning of life is to impact another. Um, that's the real purpose of life is to be able to serve one another. So, yeah, I think you're right. We have to kind of start over, uh, wipe the slate clean, paint a new picture, ask God who it is we, he would have us serve and go forward. I would add to that that uh, when our 65-year-old pastor retired and was replaced by a 35-year-old pastor, uh, he invited me to become his executive pastor. It was an interesting challenge to then serve the younger, the next generation coming in, but it was a great honor and privilege to actually do that. And uh, we, as we get older, need to be prepared to serve and empower that next generation of leaders to lead our churches and, and even businesses, to pass that baton and to be that to be a part of our legacy. And I guess if we talk about having perhaps more wisdom in these later years of your life, uh, perhaps more financial stability and more time on your hands, it's just logical, isn't it, to assume that this is a great time to think about how you're going to serve God into your older years? It is a matter of, of the stewardship of life, yes. And and many will default uh, into what the culture seems to mandate here. I'm sure in Australia as well as here in the United States that uh, it, now it's all about you and it's all about leisure and it's an opportunity to indulge yourself in all the things that you wanted to do. And many people do find their their enjoyment in that. But again, we're calling them to make that a part of their life, not the end goal of their life. Leona, sometimes baby boomers are painted with the brush that it is all about me. And uh, the idea of having a life that becomes all about others is oftentimes, I guess, going to be a tough transition for some. How do you go about assessing that in your own life as to whether you think things are all about you and how you actually make a move to be all about others? Well, I do think that is a major work of God. (laughs) to work in our lives, and part of what we do in a retreat setting and what we encourage in our ministry is to take that time quietly. Richard mentioned, um, after you've worked all those years, you do need some rest and some respite, and you also need a time to reflect and to bring um, together all those parts of your life and say what's next. And during that time, I think you listen to the one who calls, and you listen to God who does change our heart, who takes it from being maybe me-centered to being about the people he cares about. And one thing we really try to encourage people to do is learn, listen to the heart of God. What is it that he cares about? And that's the transformation. That's what has to happen. Sometimes our heart simply has to break. And uh, it's usually a rough journey. But I think that that's where we go from being me, all about me, to giving and that generativity, that giving back to the next generations. Well, it'll be a significant message that you're bringing to Australia and uh, coming to Australia in uh, towards the end of February and then into March, there are a series of Q4 conventions 
uh, on in Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, Adelaide, and there's a lunch function in Launceston. So the first of those kicks off on the 22nd of February at Pennant Hills Golf Club in Sydney. Then you're off to Brisbane and speaking at the Gabba in Woolloongabba, in Melbourne at the Manningham Club in Bulleen, and in Adelaide at the BioSA Conference Centre in Thebarton. That lunchtime function in Launceston is on the 1st of March at Tail Race Centre. And you can get details about the Q4 uh, conventions at cma.net.au forward slash q4 that's cma.net.au forward slash q4 and you can also find out about the recently released book called third calling what are you doing for the rest of your life when you go to thirdcalling.com uh, wonderful to get some insights today from richard and leona bergstrom richard and leona uh, thanks so much for taking time to talk to us on 2020 Thank you for having us. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.